Welcome to On Tangent, where online marketing, entrepreneurship, and life collide. I'm Maida, your online marketing bestie and fellow entrepreneur. It wasn't long ago that I was a corporate slave shackled by golden handcuffs, but now I get to run a flexible, fulfilling business that allows me to make an impact that extends far beyond me. Here, we believe in the power of free-flowing conversations and unfiltered discussions, where every topic is fair game, and there are no boundaries and no limits. Join me as we dive into conversations that will equip, entertain, and inspire you throughout your entrepreneurship journey with a dash of humor, lots of curiosity, and a touch of unpredictability. After all, life and marketing is full of surprises. Ready to join me? Grab your coffee or tea and let's get chatting. Hey there, friend. It's Maida, your online marketing bestie, and welcome back to another juicy episode of On Tangent. Today, I'm taking a stroll down memory lane, you could say, and revisiting the early days of my business and delivering the honest and raw side of my entrepreneurship journey by sharing 10 things I would do differently if I were to start my business all over again. And just a quick disclaimer, this conversation isn't about giving you some sort of magic formula or promising any kind of overnight success. It's about sharing genuine insights that have shaped my journey and that could resonate with anyone really setting out on their own entrepreneurial journey as well. So Whether you're daydreaming of your business or you've been in the game a little while and could use a friendly reminder of some lessons from someone else's experience, then this episode is absolutely for you. And without further ado, I will go ahead and jump into these lessons now. So lesson one, it is start with the basics. And when I'm reflecting on my entrepreneurial journey One thing that stands out is I wish I'd started with the fundamentals. I know that it's tempting to jump into the fancy stuff and get carried away by what everyone else is already doing and already has established, but nailing the basics like identifying your why, deciding on a niche, defining your target audience, clarifying your values, and crafting a compelling value proposition, all of those things sets a solid foundation for you and your business. And when things get really, really tough, which they are bound to at some point, unfortunately, like it's not something that you can avoid. It is, it just comes with the territory. Or if you have, you know, unclear next steps within your business at any given time, the fundamentals and especially your why, your why statement will be your guiding light that can always bring you back. It'll kind of like just loop you back in and or that you can use to orient yourself. So lesson one, start with the basics. All right, lesson two of something I would do differently is mastering my business mindset. And just obviously this is, I feel like, a big one, but entrepreneurship is a mental game as much as anything else. Like, I don't think that's a secret. So don't underestimate the power of a growth mindset. I would invest in personal development early on because The stronger your mindset, the better you can handle the inevitable ups and downs of running a business. And I wish I had done that a little bit sooner. And developing that growth mindset is not a one and done type of deal. You have to intentionally and continuously work on this. I know that 
I still have to every single day and I don't expect it to ever stop. Again, it's just one of those things, like I said, it comes with the territory. So be prepared to work on a growth mindset, but also a business mindset, a success mindset. Like if you are constantly thinking of yourself and your business in a negative light, then it's this is going to be a very, very tough road. So work on that business mindset. All right. Lesson number three is prioritize building an email list. And if I could turn back time, I'd make building an email list a top priority from day one, literally. At first, I told myself I wasn't sure what type of service I would even offer or what I was even going to talk about yet or anything like that. So I would just tell myself I should just wait to start an email list. But that was a total mistake on my end. And it's one of the reasons I preach email lists so much now because I've seen the other side of it. So instead, I wish I had started growing my email list while growing my social media following at the same time and developing my offers around the same time as well. Because listen, at the end of the day, social media is rented space, meaning you don't actually own the audience you have on social media, but you do own the audience you have on your email list. They've actually opted in to receive emails from you. So they're giving you full permission for you to contact them and they want to be on this list. So you own this audience. Now, my email list is my direct communication and connection to my audience today, but it wasn't always like that in the very beginning. And I wish I had done that sooner. So if Instagram goes dark tomorrow, I won't be shaken by it. I know that I still have my email list to fall back on if that were to happen. And so I guess my biggest takeaway from this lesson is start your email list as early as possible. Like if you can do it week one, day one, do it. All right, we're on to lesson four. I feel like we're flying through these, but that's great. It's probably going to be a very short episode. But yeah, so lesson four, I would have listened to my target audience more. So this is the classic mistake that I feel like a lot of people make when they start out. Spending too much time creating products and freebies without truly understanding what your audience wants or what the problems they are facing even are. And the best businesses solve a very, very specific problem for their target audience. And if you're not clear on what this problem actually is, then this will be a tough road, my friend. So learn from my mistake, and listen closely to their pain points, desires, and feedback. And look, they'll practically hand you the blueprint for success if you just listen to them. And if you don't have an audience yet, that's totally fine. You can still learn what their pain points and everything is. You can do your research to find what that is. So look at your competitor's audience. What are they saying on their, on their accounts, on their posts, on their comments? Look at reviews, go to local coffee shops and talk to people, network at in-person events or even online events. You can do that. Join online communities like Facebook groups and things like that. Dive into online forums like Reddit and the list literally can go on and on. But so the quick tip that I also have for you guys, if you can find a bigger account who is doing an AMA sticker on their Instagram stories at the moment, follow along, follow those stories because 
you will find questions that your future potential target audience is posting on that AMA that you can use to inform your strategy. So read all of those questions that come up. And with that, you can gain lots of information. All right, lesson five. I wish I had embraced my authentic voice sooner. So authenticity is magnetic in the online world. And I definitely did not prioritize this early enough. And not that I, you know, not that what I was sharing at the time wasn't my own opinions and my own knowledge or anything like that. But in the very beginning, I was always so, so worried about sounding a certain way or only showing up when and if everything was and sounded exactly like perfect. And just that alone was so exhausting and led to extreme, extreme burnout for me at the, this was around the end of last year. So I was completely burnt out because I was trying to just make sure everything was perfect. But once I flipped the script and basically said, fuck it, and <laughs> I'm starting to, sh I'm going to start up to show, show up differently as to like who I am, like show up as who I am for real. And that's when I felt so much more at ease and creativity just came through so much more easily for me. And fun fact, this is the reason that led me to start on on Tangent, aka this podcast. I wanted a space where I could just talk freely about my experiences and share my knowledge, even if it didn't sound perfect, which as you can probably tell, even in this episode, it's not always perfect. I stutter or I'll like lose my train of thought or whatever it might be, but it's a place where I can share my knowledge with other small business owners who could resonate with what I'm experiencing. And that's exactly what I want to be able to do to help other small business owners. Anyway, the lesson here is this. Don't be afraid to share your unique opinions and experiences and show up as you are today, imperfect and all. Trust me, people connect with real, relatable humans, not perfect robots as we think. Okay, on to lesson six, and I think this one is a really big one. I wish I had held off on hiring a content writer early on. So while outsourcing tasks when you're able to is essential to scale your business, and I would advise like that if you can, eventually you should outsource tasks if you can, if you've got the money and you've got the resources, that's amazing. However, I would advise against hiring a content writer before finding your voice. And when I first started, I was creating content and things were going well. But after a short while, I hired out a, um, a content writer so I could focus on other parts of the business. And at this time, I was still in my nine to five. So my time was very, very limited. And that's, that was one of the biggest reasons I, I, I ended up hiring someone. But our metrics started to tank a couple months in after I, I outsourced someone. So I truly believe that it's because I hadn't yet fully established my voice yet, which was translating to my content for sure. Like, I feel like a lot of people really felt that it wasn't like there was a switch of some sort or like the way the content sounded just was not me. So you know, my content at the time didn't really sound like me because it wasn't me. <laughs> and now 
I own the write, the writing content portion, which has made a huge difference in how we show up online and how obviously I sound on the podcast and things like that. So if anything, just remember, no one can replicate your voice better than you. Once you're confident in your brand's tone, then you can bring some writing help if you need it. But specifically, when you're starting out, no matter how hard it gets, do your best to write your own content or at least most of it. And if you need to hire out the strategy of the content, like the yeah, obviously content strategy, then maybe just do that. But don't outsource someone writing your content or your thoughts out for you at the very beginning, at least. All right. Lesson number seven is find a mentor or entrepreneur friend ASAP. And entrepreneurship can be a very, very lonely road. Seek out a mentor or a fellow entrepreneur friend if you can to support, you know, so you can support each other. I was and am lucky to have had my sister who's also running her own agency, which is called Be The Buzz. That's our agency side of the business, but she's running that side. And so I was really lucky to have her to talk to and go on really long walks where we brainstormed and we shared our thoughts with each other and our learnings. And we would ask each other advice on different things. So, you know, sharing these experiences and bouncing ideas off someone else who understands your journey is seriously so, so crucial. So if you can find someone if you already have someone, do get in touch with them, use each other to not use each other. That kind of sounds wrong, but, you know, lean on each other, I should say. There we go. Lean on each other when needed and when possible. All right. Lesson number eight, invest in continuous learning. In the first couple of years of my journey, when I went all in on learning as well about business, about marketing, all of the things, if there was a topic I didn't know about. I would go all in with a book. Oh my gosh, I have so many audibles. I would go all in into articles and research, YouTube videos, master classes, courses, you name it, I did it. But then there came a time when I stopped doing all of that because I got so, so busy building my, like, you know, doing the actual building of my business. And I kind of just put learning on the back burner for a little while. And I really felt that because let me tell you, business and marketing change so much so, so quickly. So you really, really got to stay on top of the changes and be ready to learn when the when the changes come and kind of just roll with the punches because you do not want to, when it comes to marketing, especially you do not want to sit back and not participate in certain things. Obviously, you can be an early adapter on, on certain things and kind of sit out on other things for a little while, but you want to be at least aware of what is happening, what it means, and if you want to participate or not. So never stop learning. Staying up to date is really crucial. So invest in these courses, these workshops, get that book, you know, listen to that audible on your walks, on your drive, or whatever it might be. All of these things will help expand your knowledge and your skills. There's it's, you know, obviously it'll take time, but there's nothing harmful in doing any of that. So prioritize continuous learning. All right. So lesson number nine, don't get stuck in the systems game. And I think this one was a really big one for me too. So 
you know, navigating your workflow as a solopreneur can literally feel like charting uncharted waters. It's like you're the captain of your ship or something and there's no crew or anything like that to lean on or to say, hey, we've got a hole in the side of the ship or call out any other problems, right? And there are plenty of times when I was just in do mode and eventually would get stuck in a system or a process without a clear next step because I was like so deep into just doing, right? And that actually would usually lead to either procrastinating or going in circles. It was it was just so unclear sometimes as to what the heck I was even doing. So my advice to you would be to take developing a strategy and plan for your business and marketing seriously. Take it very serious and create a streamlined workflow that keeps you on track right from the beginning. It's not just about managing tasks efficiently. It's about maintaining your mental health and ensuring you have a clear path forward, even when you're flying solo, especially when you're flying solo. All right. You might be sick of me saying this last lesson, but lesson number 10 is to celebrate small wins along the way. And you've probably heard me say this on some other episodes. I really, really believe in this wholeheartedly, but this isn't something that I used to do often. So this is something I definitely did not do early or did not do enough of early on. And um, so, for example, I would accomplish so many things that I had never done before by learning how to do it on my own. And instead of celebrating that, you know, accomplishing something like that on my own, instead of celebrating it, I'd focus on the small little things that didn't go 100% perfectly. So now, instead, I make it a point to celebrate all wins, no matter how big or small, even if it's just telling someone about it and high-fiving each other or literally just clapping for myself in the moment while I'm sitting at my desk or something or rewarding myself with a walk or a night off or whatever it is that I really need in the moment. So remember, to celebrate every small victory, it's really, really important. Entrepreneurship can be such a grind, but those little wins keep you motivated and remind you of why you started this journey and, you know, in the first place. And that you are, in fact, making progress. All of those little things will, all those little victories will remind you of that and you want to make sure to highlight them so there you have it my friend 10 things i would do differently if i were starting my business all over again if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to let us know by writing a quick review or sharing it with a fellow entrepreneur by doing so you'll help us reach more entrepreneurs just like you and me with this message and all of the future episodes that we create Remember, every misstep is a lesson and every success is a cause for celebration. Keep showing up, keep rocking it, and I'll catch you on the next episode of On Tangent.